0: To the members look these are your brothers she stood still and her eyes fell on fredder the guards came but no one dared to touch her then she took the children by the hand turned and let them out within the walls of marble and under the ceiling of glass there was much dismay the guards did not know how the woman and the children had gotten inside Fredder looked around at the eternal gardens and the elegant beings in it, and he looked at himself. He wore the white silk and the soft, quiet shoes of all the sons. Fredder looked at his friends, who never tired unless from sport, and he recalled the woman's soft words. Look, these are your brothers. Fredder felt sick. He jumped up and ran out the door in search of the mysterious woman but no one knew who she was or from where she had come. Freda walked home with the sounds of the machine city thumping in his head. He locked himself in his workshop, but that did not help. He kept seeing the firm but sweet face of the woman, and he kept hearing her words. Freda listened to the rumblings of the city, and for the first time, he understood the sound. The sound was beautiful and horrible. Soon Metropolis raised her voice again. The machines of Metropolis roared because they wanted to be fed. Freddy looked across the city at the building called the New Tower of Babel. In the new tower lived the man who was the master of Metropolis. He was the boss who pressed his fingers to the blue metal control board so the machines of the city would roar for food. And living men were the food. The living food would march along in lines. Men, all wearing the same dark blue pants, the same hard clumsy shoes and the same black caps, marched to the gate of the new tower past them going the other way another dark blue stream would drag itself along with great effort the machine center of metropolis would throw them up as it swallowed the others then the master of metropolis would stop pressing his fingers to the blue metal control board and once more the endless beating of the machines could be heard fredder stared at the old church It was the last building that stood as an enemy to the wicked Metropolis. The Gothics, a small but eager group, were the only people to stand against the boss of Metropolis. They would not let the church be torn down. Suddenly, Freder was seized by the idea that he would lose his mind if he had once more to hear the machines roar to be fed. He turned from the bright lights of the city and went to speak with the master of Metropolis, Joe Frederson, who was his father. End of Chapter One Chapter Two FREDER'S DECISION The master of Metropolis, with eight of his helpers, sat in front of the control board. The board flashed out numbers, which the helpers quickly copied into books. Joe Frederson would then check their work with a list of the day's business figures that was before him. Mistake, he said, turning to the first helper. The helper shook, stood up, and silently left the room. A number quickly vanished from the control board screen. As he passed Fredder, who was now standing near the door, the helper nodded respectfully. Fredder saw the huge clock, which took up one whole wall of the room. Then he saw the wall where the screen continued to flash with numbers. He knew that in this room only the numbers were important. Joe Frederson nodded to his helpers to leave the room. "'What do you want, my boy?' he asked without turning around. "'How did you know it was I?' asked Fredder softly. No one comes to me unannounced except my son. Father, why did you send that man away? asked Fredder. Because I have no use for men who make mistakes, said Joe Frederson, as the numbers danced on the screen.